Blog Talk Radio. Radio program. I'm Susan Larison Dan, and today is Saturday, July 3rd, 2021. And I'm so happy to have you here with me today. I actually arrived here right at the last minute and made the decision to define this show at the last minute today. So for those of you who were looking ahead of time to see if um, there would be a show this week, I wasn't sure. And so I defined it very close to airtime. So I do appreciate having you here with me either live or in the future. Um, There are no separations of time or of space as I've talked about many times on this program, is that presence is presence. And when we're here thinking about these topics and reflecting as honestly as we can within our own hearts, with our own perspectives, because each of us has a perspective, um, it's really what any kind of podcast is all about. And this show started many years ago before podcasting was really the thing. Um, And I am happy to be continuing it with these simple episodes that we are having reflecting on important topics. And this time, I didn't even bring any literature in, although I do have a couple books near me because I'm coming in very spontaneously, but also with intent, because I did intend to talk about this topic today, even though I am speaking to you directly from my heart. Um, Here, where I am in the United States, and let me reach out to those of you in other parts of the world, um, because I do appreciate that you're listening in a variety of regions and settings, and um, each of us comes to this broadcast with a unique state of being, wherever you are. And here in the United States, tomorrow is Independence Day, so people are reflecting on what it means to be free. And I thought I would take the perspective that I've been intending to talk about for a while, about spirituality. And what that has to say about um, what it means to be spiritually free. 
the most fundamental aspect of being spiritually free is we come into this life, and this applies to a wide variety of perspectives, including non-spiritual perspectives. We come into this life with free choice, free choice. And many different types of spirituality support that notion of free choice. We are not puppets. We don't have some divine puppet master (laughs) telling us every second of the day or actually compelling us to be a certain way. There wouldn't be much point in creation, however you view our created reality, if all you were going to do is have some elaborate puppet show on display. That's not why we're here. We're here to explore. We're here to make free choices in the realm of spirituality. And those choices can be beneficial or not beneficial. Are there parameters that help us? Many people have felt that even in the midst of a challenging situation or perhaps a poor decision, they were assisted. There was guidance that appeared um, in a variety of ways. You might turn on the television and something is speaking to your heart to help you. Or more elaborate forms of synchronicities where just the right person appears at just the right time and, you know, that causes this to happen and that to happen. And maybe you go down a road that isn't beneficial on the surface. And then it turns around and it becomes the road you needed to take to get where you needed to go. And that's what's so important. And yet in the midst of all of this, are we free? This is a really big question within spirituality. Within what some would characterize as New Age ways of thinking, there is this notion of a a higher self, like who you were before you came here, that aspect of you that that was the spark that came from the divine that is inseparable from the divine. And other ways of thinking about things also have this notion of pre-existence, which is interesting. People who believe in reincarnation clearly believe in pre-existence. How much of our lives do we plan How much of our lives are based on free choice? And what about those who are around us? What about soul groups and people who come into this life together as groups? And how do we make choices with one another as to certain experiences that we want to have? And yet also, how do we then navigate freely through those experiences? Because as we're talking now, I mean, I made the choice to have this show today. 
I almost wasn't going to have a show this week. I was thinking of skipping it, but I really wanted to talk about the notion of being spiritually free, and this was the perfect time. And I thought, well, maybe I would do it tomorrow because I was out. I knew I would be out before the show. I didn't know when I would get home, so I didn't define it ahead of time. Um, Five minutes ahead of time, I defined it. And so how is it that I made that decision today? Did someone in some divine realm compel me to have a program today? Was I always meant to have a program today? Well, now that's a bit of a different way of looking at it. How do we look at this outside of linear time? How do we look at this out in the presence of something that is all-knowing? How do we look at this in the presence of different timelines? On one timeline, I had a show today, and I'm talking to you now. On a different timeline, maybe I was delayed. And think about all the different things that might have delayed might have delayed me. Traffic on the road, all of those souls driving on the road, a delay at some, way, some place where I just couldn't get here in time to define this show within really five minutes of coming on the air. Is that a different timeline where that occurred? There's a timeline where I never had a show. There's a timeline where I never had a series of experiences earlier in life that made me spiritually oriented so I would have a show at all. That's a timeline. Do we believe in timelines? How do we think about them? That is actually a scientific concept that has been theorized. And as you know, if you listen to this show often, this show is not apart from spirituality. I do want to reflect on something a bit more. I might have been a little bit, um, oh, this particular topic I, I do address from the standpoint of we cannot be caught up in fear. But I do want to talk a little bit more about worry because I touched on this in the last show, and I don't believe I was as clear as I needed to be. This notion of quantum physics and how our paths unfold and how that relates to who we are is a very complex topic. In fact, I've been thinking about it a lot during the past week, and I've thought about it for years. And I don't think that I expressed it quite as clearly as I would like. And what I really want to get across, which is so very important and related to being in bondage versus freedom spiritually, is not allowing yourself to get into that spiral of worry and then thinking that your worries are going to have a detrimental impact and then it becomes a feedback loop and you become incapacitated. I did not want to imply that worry can't hamper us in some way. I talked about my past and I really had to think about this honestly. And yes, I was a worrier in the past. And yet below the worry, there were other impulses that had a certain hope, a certain confidence, a certain feeling like, you know, I just just hope that I think it's going to be okay. I hope it's going to be okay, even when I didn't think it was. 
It is true, though, that I worried. And those worries, how did they impact me? Could I have gotten whatever, could I have gotten farther along without them? Might I have written a book earlier, something else, you know, something that I didn't do? I can't say, and I'm not trying to say that worry can't impact us, but what I am attempting to convey is that, and it has everything to do with freedom, is that if you become too entangled with better watch out, better watch out, better watch out, you know, sort of like the old Santa song that we grew up with, if that is becoming too much your reality, that's not productive. Focus as much as you can on maybe you don't know where you'd like to go. That's the other part of this. See, this has to do with freedom. This has to be do with choices. I have had things happen in my life where I never could have envisioned what was possible. I had no idea. So you have to leave room for remarkable possibility. But even so, within multiple forms of spirituality, there is this notion, and they've even proven it with science, that prayer, for example, has an impact. Prayer has an impact. And uh, we have seen it within my own family. I have spoken more honestly about the long-term past of my family, which I've really been thinking about a lot, even though it was my grandfather was had a church you know he i feel like when i'm on my soapbox here i'm i can feel his presence <laughs> but i'm not talking in the same way and there were healings that occurred there and it was a very mystical place and he i didn't really know him in my youth he, he didn't even speak english not very much and yet this is a part of the past that I'm working with within my own family. And did they believe in the power of prayer? Do I believe in the power of prayer? Yes. Do I believe that it it is a good thing to find that hope at the very least? That hope is so important. Yes. Do we know of stories where it seems like all hope is lost and then suddenly... It turns around. Yes. And we need to be thinking about these things. These are deep topics, and we don't often honestly think about it. Do all hypochondriacs get the diseases that they're worried about? Well, I suppose we can't really know that, but they we wouldn't even have a definition of a hypochondriac, which is someone who always thinks they have a, you know, some ailment when they don't. No, they don't all get them. There wouldn't be the concept of a hypochondriac. Could you short-circuit through logic, even if you believed in a very strict, very, very strict version of the law of attraction, could you short-circuit it by saying something like, only my positive thoughts impact my reality? Well, now there's a paradox. Yes. If it was strictly true, yes, because that would then, according to its own rules, create that reality. So that's kind of an out for people who are really bound up in needing some law. See, I grew up differently. 
I grew up in the mystery, and more and more I'm accepting that mystery. And for me, it's okay to have mystery. We don't have to have it all figured out right now. Even though I am a scientist and I came from a scientific background, I don't elevate science itself on a pedestal. I'm able to live within the space of the mystery and not needing to define everything. But what I'm especially concerned about on this program that has to do with fear is when people get caught up in their fears. And um, I had somebody who worked with a lot of people, who advised a lot of people and actually went to a unity church. I knew this person years ago and who, who was advising me at the time. And she called that spiral, I can't say it on the air which she said it, but it was, I'll, I'll paraphrase it using a um, um, language that I feel I can use, she called it basically a new age mind trap, but her language was somewhat stronger. And she had seen it again and again. And she'd also seen incident, in, instances where um, there was a situation where a minister at a unity church was um, dying. And this person was just like, you know, so strong in what they believed, and nobody really believed that, oh, maybe they don't really believe that. That's a really harmful thing, by the way, if you get in that circle. We'll talk about that in a minute. Try not to get into that judging. It's really a bad idea. Um, and she died, and no one could come to terms with it. It's like, what was going on? You know, because she died young. Because it's not that simple, that's what was going on. It's not that simple. How do you know? It was just her time. And there are some things, this is very relevant to spiritually free, that have to do with a greater purpose, with a greater plan. I do believe that we do see evidence of that in the spiritual realm. And sometimes things happen which, on the surface, we really don't want, even though we think we want it. And But does that mean that prayer never works, that it doesn't work, or that, you know, however, sending positive energy or all the different things that people have felt, and there's been evidence of, we've seen it in, in healings and different things. Yes, healing does work. It doesn't always work. And when it doesn't work, there's a mystery sometimes. I have been in situations in my life where I wanted something intently, intently in my life and it didn't work out the thing did not happen or I wanted to hold on to something intently I can think of this in terms of places that I've lived um, one house in particular I didn't really want to leave but it was time for me to leave it was time and no matter how much I would have wanted to be in that house it just and, and as much as I would have believed, in fact, there I know so many people, and it certainly has happened to me, where you're blindsided. You really think this is happening. And then you discover, no, it's not, or it's not going to happen. Then what? Well, you know, it's like a navigation system, recalculating, <laughs> where um, you take a different route. And sometimes that different route, in fact, I would wager to say always in one way or another, it leads you to where you need to be. 
sometimes there are things that happen to us that are really because somebody else needs to have a certain experience too. That's the other part that makes it very complicated when we start to say that only what we want, only what we envision is, you know, where we're headed and that it's that simple of a rule. It can't be that simple because we're all in this together. I mean, maybe in some things, you know, um, and I speak broadly because I know that there are people of multiple spiritual backgrounds here, and whether you, it, to you it comes to you as prayer that that is the way or in some other way, sometimes things happen that you want and sometimes they don't. Now, from the perspective of reincarnation, for those who believe in that, and soul families, um, even giant communities, even the entire earth, I mean, we're involved in something far more intricate than just our own life. My life, and it, it happens in the simplest of ways, I may not have been home in time today to have this show. I may have had this show at 2.30. You know, if I hadn't arrived at home in time, I may have had it at 2.30. Or maybe I would have tried the Go Live Now option, which I've never used on Block Talk Radio, but it exists. Maybe. What are all the different ways that people on my way home were enabled in such a way, because this web that we're in is that intricate, So that it just turned out that I'm here in time to have my program at the normal time, even though I had to define it at the last minute. I never define, just so you know, because this show, and I do feel um, thankful that this is the case, because it's on the front page when I do it, I feel a responsibility to Blog Talk Radio, which is sincere that I'm not going to schedule a program when I'm out ahead of it and not knowing if I'm going to get home because invariably it's on the front page ahead of the show. And I want to make that commitment firm that I'm here. If they're going to do that for me, I'm going to do that for them. And it is on the front page during the show now, and I greatly appreciate that, which is also interesting because I came in such at the last minute, and I appreciate that. So for listeners, there will be times this show could go live at the last minute, and it will not be defined ahead of time if I can't know for sure that I'm going to be here because that's a commitment that I have because I feel supported in the show being on the front page under live and upcoming shows when it is when it is defined. So with that said, and I hope some of you are joining in because it kind of popped up there, took it a little while, And I always welcome new listeners to this program. It is my intent with this program, if you haven't figured it out, because of my own background, even if some of it does not resonate with you, with your spiritual experience, even if some of it is like that, I want you to feel that it still speaks to you in some meaningful way. Because I've walked many spiritual paths in my life. 
I've run away from spirituality, although I was never an atheist, and I've said that many times as well. Because I've walked so many paths, and because I care about people in my life who, in this time right now, multiple people, I mean, how many of us don't know that? I would. This is everybody, people. All of you know people who have some different belief system from yours and may not believe in any spirituality, and that's what they believe. And so I do my best to make this program have something that speaks to you. And this just comes naturally to make it have it. It's not like some grand scheme or plan. I spontaneously flow this way. It's because of my own path. It's because of my own path. I have been on different paths in my life, and I still continue to seek more wisdom, more guidance, more truth. But what is so important about spirituality, and I believe this applies to several paths, and yes, My grandfather was a minister in the evangelical community, although it was somewhat unusual um, because um, he was an immigrant. And um, it's not, you know, well, for those of you listening worldwide, I mean, what does that mean? I mean, he he was from Italy. Although our background, we've found, as I've talked about, is somewhat diverse. I don't know on... Yeah, and it would be on his side, too, because he definitely had, um, you know, Italian, Greek, and some other things. But he did come from Italy, and he was a mystic, and he spoke that way, and he was a visionary, and he believed in visions. And in his church, this is what they studied. So did he believe in the power of prayer? Absolutely. In fact, the other side of my family probably wouldn't have ever even known that. One side wouldn't have known the other if not for a dramatic healing where my aunt got up and walked from polio. And, you know, she's still around, and recently it was looking really dire in the hospital, and she's well again. I mean, this is the way it goes. Does it always go this way? No, but we've seen a lot of um, a lot of healing. Do always? No, because healing isn't like that. It's not quite as predictable as you think. I wish I could explain it. I've had amazing things happen in my own life. I would not be here now talking in this way if not for something that happened to me years ago in that domain. And I've seen it happen with others and with friends and in different spiritual ways. People on different paths approached it, and yet still it happened. To me, and I'm speaking personally here, it would be incredibly challenging to have no spiritual beliefs at all, to have no spiritual knowledge, to not see that there's something here to not see it at all. I feel I've been blessed to have always seen something to some degree. And to me, it would be very difficult to go through life 
in such a way. That doesn't mean, I know that may sound judgmental and I'm trying not to be judgmental because I certainly know people dear to me who are in that situation. And But there's always an opportunity to shift. Many people who've become spiritual became spiritual because something happened. I mean, this notion of waking up, that's real. You really can wake up on your path. You can wake up. Does that that suggest that not waking up is being asleep? Well, you know, there have been some really famous agnostics, for example. One of my favorites is Carl Sagan, um, who seemed to be quite spiritual. He somehow found that mystery. He certainly was acquainted with the mystery. And being an agnostic is quite a bit different than being an outright atheist, even though nowadays atheists, I found this out a few years ago, that many atheists include agnosticism within that definition, which means it's not just saying there is no divine or no spiritual aspect at all, but that we don't know. I hadn't known that until I talked to some of them. But I got into a bit of a debate one day on Twitter some years ago. And that's when I learned that they were including agnosticism within the definition. Not knowing what is out there or whether, that's a bit different than saying there is nothing out there. You're just all, you know, fantasizing or whatever. And both exist in the world right now. How is that facilitating our freedom? Who allows others more freedom? Those who are spiritual and say, we want you, in fact, even, um, you know, even with people that we know very well, we're not so many spiritual types of thought and certainly this includes evangelical Christianity by the way and it includes new age paths as well this is not about you know you cannot force somebody to believe something you can't and an honest evangelical will tell you that people have free choice and a lot of people don't know that if you're outside of that belief system you may not realize that that's a part of it, that they do say you have to choose. The same thing is true in other spiritual types of thought, in many of them anyway. I can't speak for all. What affords us more freedom to say you are free to choose? That kind of a divine, you are free to choose. Or, I'm choosing for you. You don't have a choice. You're my puppet. Which kind of a divine would you even acknowledge? You know, that's part of it too. There are many definitions of God. And many people are atheists with respect to a particular definition of God. You may not believe in a thousand different definitions of God, but that still doesn't close off every possibility of the divine. 
How do you know that you've even heard all the different definitions? And the real question is, within your realm of experience, what have you observed? What have you observed that cannot be explained and can even be proven to yourself absolutely? There are things that can happen, and also things can happen in the presence of others. When something highly spiritual and unexplainable in materialistic ways happens, it can happen in a very provable, provable, you can say the word, observable way. The question is, how honest are you with yourself to observe? How honest are you to observe authentically, honestly, what's happening? Lots of people are afraid of there being something more because, face it, this world can be pretty daunting sometimes. And somehow, sometimes, it's easier to think about it as all random as opposed to having some higher intelligence behind it. You know, I've been thinking a lot about these theories of this being a simulation, for example. That's something you hear more and more from the scientific community. If we were really in some kind of a simulation of a higher um, or a more advanced, a more, I hate to use that word advanced unless we know what we're talking about there, someone who has developed the skills to create such a thing and yet is not spiritual and is not the divine. And that simulation could include everything, including who you are and everything you think and everything. Well, then, as a scientist, you have to say, how would we know? How would we know? True. And something, and I think I'll do a show on faith and trust in the future, because that's when... Faith does come in. In fact, it's that simulation hypothesis that is the real gotcha paradox. Because if you could simulate everything, including everything you see, everything you feel, everything you've ever seen written, everything in the world, all of your thoughts, all of your feelings, everybody else's, if something could simulate all of that, how would you know what reality is? Well, that's when faith does come in. Because um, there is an aspect of faith. And there have been times that I've observed so much that's so remarkable that I've said, you know, this is beyond faith. This is just observation. But still we're required to have faith. And somehow I think that's important. Somehow I think that's important. And I may not have said that always. I may have said it all needs to be provable. I'm not sure I ever would have said that, but some people say that. But somehow we are asked to have some faith. If everything I feel could be simulated, even I suppose that could be simulated, it doesn't matter. You go in circles here with these simulation hypotheses. 
But ultimately, there is an element of faith and trust and deeper knowing, deeper knowing. And it does come down to, I suppose, there's logic as well. You know, how could this all come together? There's trust. That's a big one. But back to freedom. We have fallen into some unhealthy patterns. We rapidly judge, and I try to be really careful and don't always do it well because I am imperfect. No one here is claiming to be perfect, let me tell you. It can seem like I'm judging sometimes. We all can judge. We all can seem judgmental. I get upset when people just totally um, dismiss spirituality. And these are not people who feel that they're seeing evidence of spirituality in some simulation. They would say there is no evidence. Even in a simulation, there's none. And for those people, I just hope that a day will come when they can see things more clearly because there are remarkable, mystical, mysterious things. There are spiritual things. There is powerful love that surrounds us. And yes, there are very difficult, challenging things that happen in this world. And if anything, that shows that there is freedom, that there are free choices being made. We all question, those of us who believe the earth experience came, you know, I realize I'm not always talking. I have to remind myself, if I just got louder, it's because I get talking about something and I I don't speak as directly to you and it You might have to adjust your volume sometimes. So I have to remind myself to do that and to be closer. Um, Now I've lost my train of thought. Um, There is, this is a remarkable world. It's a difficult world. How can you not question the parameters of this world? when you see such harmful things occurring in parts of it. Really, at some level, in every part, there's something happening that is not compatible with love. The only explanation I've ever been able to see that makes cho- makes sense, I just said it, choice, choice, within the realm of spirituality is there is choice here. I believe there are lessons here as well. And those lessons arise out of the choices. We've all made all kinds of choices in our lives. Every one of us, even no matter how old you are listening to this show, if you're still a young person, you're still making choices. And they're not all good. Of course not. Anyone looking back on a life from some years, certainly can think of many choices that, you know, that may not have been so good. But what were the circumstances at the time? You have to think about that. 
And where did it go? Because usually when you can really integrate an understanding of your life, you'll see that even in cases where something was short-sighted and you could have done better, for sure, so you fell short. Where did it go? And did you learn anything? If we learn from the choices that we could have done better, but be careful with those because you're not the person you were when you made that choice. You know, years ago, I might have chosen to be a writer. I did for a while. Then I ended up going into computer science. There was a rather complex set of circumstances, you know, different things were going on for me that resulted in that path. For a while, I questioned it and said I should have been a writer. I should have been a professor. I should have been a lot of things. Until I realized I really did need to get a math degree and become a computer scientist because all of that mattered. It doesn't mean I have no idea if I will write a book. I keep toying with it. I've started multiple books. I've written in other ways. I mean, I've written a lot online in the past that was as public as most books. actually went out to more people than most books. And yet still I wonder, you know, will I write one? Or maybe if I'd made this choice, I would have written this book. But what kind of a book would I have written then? See, that's the other question. Those of you who feel like you should have written a book or why haven't you written a book or when will you write a book, do be mindful of the book that you will write will arise out of the person that you are when you write it. And we evolve through life. We change. If we're fortunate, we feel like we've improved in some way that we've learned some things from our lessons. Even if we're not fortunate, we can start right now. Start learning. Learning to live in a way where, you know, for example, when I was younger, I was a little more volatile in some ways. And as I get older... I'm calmer. I tell, I've talked about worry. You know, I had more worries. I'm not totally immune from worry now. And I just see a calm that exists. Not to say that I can't sometimes feel we're all, let's be clear, we're human beings. And by the way, stop letting people um, label being a human being as something that's not normal, totally normal to have a range of emotions in life. But there are things in my life where maybe I've reacted too fast. That's what I think about. Gosh, you know, I just reacted to that. Or, you know, maybe I engaged in gossip here or there too much. Things like that. And so you think to yourself, okay, you know, how am I improving in that area? This is good. Spirituality helps us, and you don't even have to be spiritual to do that. And it's also a free choice. You're not locked in to being who you are. You can change, and spirituality can help 
with so many things that people claim that it cannot. I see the live show is coming to an end soon, and I am defining this show at 45 minutes um, every time now so that we have at least some time to talk. Um, And I will be drawing this to a close shortly, but I do thank the live audience that has been here today. I once again thank Blog Talk Radio for featuring this show under live and upcoming. That is always appreciated and under live episodes. And gosh, what else do I have to thank? Uh, Let's see where we're at on... I'm just checking here real quick before we go down. Uh, It's going too slow. Here we go. Yes, thank you. Number one in live spirituality. Most, most appreciated. Most appreciated. Um, So thank you, live audience, for being here today. And I will speak in the podcast a little longer. Just to say... We are learning and growing as people, as a society. And don't think that it's so clear how to learn and grow. And these divisions that we think that we see, and oh, there are plenty. In terms of really thinking about what it means to be on a path of authenticity and free choice, things get kind of mixed together because you can find, you know, lots of people of different persuasions who deep down are not really advocating for that. And yet that's the spiritual path. That's And that's our guide. Can we become a more compassionate group of people? Of course we can. In fact, spirituality helps with that. In fact, that's one reason I feel that it's harmful that spirituality is being condemned all the time. And, you know, even those of us who know that it's real, putting this whole simulation notion aside for now, I view life more as an exercise than a simulation, And I feel very much active in it, thank you. I do not feel like I'm some um, part of a program or whatever. Um, Although, you know, people say you could have a really elaborate simulation, whatever. We're going to put that aside for a moment. Spirituality guides us down more loving paths because we have an awareness of what it is that binds us all together. And that's true even if you have a different spiritual path than mine, a different belief system than mine. If that belief system is anchored in the love of the divine, we're on a similar page, even if not reading the same book. (laughs) And even if that book that, that you're reading has maybe harsher things in it or Um, Actually, all the books have something harsh, it seems, because the world is harsh. But, um, you know, I'll tell you, for example, I'm not a big believer believer in karma in a traditional way. Part of my own belief system, I believe that there's this notion of grace, which actually comes injected from another belief system. I am an interesting mix 
in terms of what I believe. And grace is a very powerful thing. Grace and forgiveness, hugely powerful concepts that far too often we reject. And it makes you even more compassionate when you can integrate grace, although it takes practice, giving someone else grace, offering forgiveness to somebody else, and then moving beyond. Because I believe we've spent way too much time in this world, and this goes back centuries and centuries and centuries and centuries, not, not just recent times. I mean, even, even thousands of years. We've spent way too much time in these cycles, warlike cycles of vengeance and oppression and, and all kinds of negative things. With that said, you don't solve that by becoming an oppressor. That's not how you solve that problem. That just makes it worse. The only way to emerge from all of this, step by step by step, and I don't know how long it's going to take, is through spiritual freedom, through celebrating authenticity, celebrating who we are, all of us, each of us, each unique created being, that life that you're exploring right now and the choices that you're making, even in the midst of difficulty, whatever they may be, even in the midst of that, That's all about who we are, and it'll all be remembered. I believe that when we die, we'll be able to see what it was like for other people. We're just, we're not advanced enough now to live that way. And it's a shame, really, because like if we could be telepathic, we would know what it's like, and it would really be eye-opening, I can tell you. I can guarantee for all of us. Some people call this the Akash. Basically, all the memories, all the life experiences, everything that we have ever been exists. Actually, I go farther than that because with nonlinear time, everything that ever will be. And how do you put timelines in the midst of that? Everything that could be? There's the mystery for you. There's some basis to wonder about that. I will bring this to a close now. Thank you so much for being here today. I really appreciate the the audience that um, is coming in regularly. I invite you to look at the archive, and I, I really appreciate that people are listening to recent shows and on a variety of topics. And I do anticipate I should be here next Saturday. I generally don't know what I'll be talking about until closer to the show. Probably the next show I'll do maybe a little more preparation. Maybe we'll bring in some readings again or we'll see. We'll see what what's going on at that point. But at this point, I do anticipate there will be another live show um, Saturday at 1 p.m. Pacific 4 p.m. Eastern Time, which is our normal time here. So 
learn more about this show. I need to get it up to date with the last show as well, FrontierBeyondFear.com. You can find out about this program. There is an associated blog that's been somewhat dormant lately, but there was a lot of writing in it earlier in the year, just the last couple months. I'm taking a little break, but I do anticipate blogging some more here coming up. And you can, I do still anticipate putting this program on more platforms. It is on iHeartRadio. It is on um, on Apple Podcasts. I'm not sure where else it is, and I really need to get a good feel for that because that has expanded. I'm an old timer here starting on this, um, having done this for so many years, and it's only now that so many different platforms are available. And that is something I'm looking into to make sure this program is available to you in as many ways as possible. So thank you again, everyone. And take care, and most of all, be free. Explore your own freedom. What choices can you freely make as a free person? You are free. Be who you are. takes courage to be free, by the way. Embrace as much of it as you can and look for ways that will enable freedom, compatible with, entirely with the most loving aspects of spirituality. Without that, we lose everything. And then we learn a harder lesson. doesn't mean we don't come out of it somehow. But it's important. So I invite you to really reflect upon and value what this is and think about it in terms of the divine. You are not a puppet. You are a person. A thinking, reflecting feeling person and what you feel and what you care about matters because you're you. Be you. Be free. Take care, everyone.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.